Good evening, everybody, or good afternoon. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson, and I welcome you guys back into this broadcast. We are continuing on with 52 weeks of healing and deliverance, and we're almost to the halfway point, okay? So today marks our 24th weeks, and um, today we're going to talk about kingdom desire and how important it is to be able to recognize kingdom desire and know the difference between what God wants for Ebony and what Ebony wants for Ebony. Okay. Because sometimes those things, um, those two things can be very different. Okay. And so we want to talk about kingdom desire because we don't want to find ourselves crossing over into eternity and leaving our work undone, okay? Or living a life less than what the Father wants us to live, okay? And so we have to recognize kingdom desire, all right? And so if you will, for a moment, go with me to um, 1 Samuel. We want to look at 1 Samuel, and I'm going to read a couple of verses for you. And I have a um, just a few points that I want to make uh, on Abide Forever today. Hallelujah. By way of and in union with the Holy Spirit, as he speaks to our hearts, cleanses us and washes us. Hallelujah. With his word for his name's sake and for his glory. Hallelujah in Jesus name. Amen. All right. The book of first Samuel, I want to start reading, um, at we'll start at verse one. All right. And the word of the Lord says, there was a certain man from Ramatham, Zophim from the hill of, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zup an Ephraimite. Verse two says he had two wives. The name of the first was Hannah. The name of the second was Penina. Now Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Okay. Verse three says, now this man used to go up from his town year by year to worship and sacrifice to Yahweh of hosts in Shiloh, uh, where the two sons of Eli Hophni and Phinehas were priests to Yahweh and Yahweh is simply God. It is simply the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse four says on the day Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions of his, he would give portions to his wife, Penana and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion because he loved Hannah though Yahweh had closed her womb. Hallelujah. And I want to talk, if you will, for a moment about kingdom desire. And I want to encourage us today to not abort the mission. Don't abort any kingdom desire or kingdom seed that has been planted within you. Hallelujah. By the Lord God Almighty. We want to give birth to and bring to fruition. Hallelujah. From our being, every kingdom seed that was planted within us before time began. 
Hallelujah. And this is where we are tonight. Now, listen to me, people of God. We have what we call volition, right? And so volition is simply um, the right to choose. Okay. You can go your own way. You can do what you want to do. You know, you've got choices that you can make with your life. All right. But even as we have volition, even as we have a right to choose, we've got to be able to recognize the heart of the Father. We've got to be able to recognize the seeds that he has planted within us, okay? Because we want to make sure, hallelujah, that the will, the purposes, and the intent of our Father comes forth. Listen to me, even as the Lord said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I want you to know today that the Lord God says the same thing to us. He says, before I formed you, hallelujah, in your mother's womb, I knew you. I know, yeah, you're on earth, and maybe for a season of your life, you didn't know me you didn't know who I was you were blind but now you see but know this that before your time began the father says I knew you he says I know you and I set you apart. Hallelujah. And so the scripture tells us that God set Jeremiah apart to be a prophet to the nations. All right. Now listen to me. Not only has the father set apart Jeremiah, but he set apart Ebony Robinson. He set apart you to, to carry out his will, his plan, and his purposes in the earth. All right. So the father knows you. And he has given you kingdom desire and kingdom assignments, okay? And so it's important for us to know what the Father has set us apart for, okay? Lest we die without accomplishing his plan, his purpose, and his intent. Lest we fail to live our lives to the extent that he created us. Jesus said, I came so that you can have life more abundantly. Listen, that's his heart for us to have life more abundantly. Let us not live beneath that which Jesus Christ has given his life. Hallelujah. To make accessible to us. And this is what he wants for us. This is what he wants for me. And this is what he wants for you. Hallelujah. But know this people of God, we have free will. Okay. And because we have free will, we've got to know how kingdom desire is characterized because I believe that sometimes, um, we mistake kingdom desire for wishful thinking. Okay. Because kingdom desire is always bigger than us. Why? Because it comes from the kingdom of God. So of course it's going to be bigger than you. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's beyond who you are. It's beyond what you have. Hallelujah. But it's yours. And so it, it's important that we understand or, or just kind of characterize, if you will, what kingdom desire within us looks like, what kingdom desire or kingdom seed, the seed of the father within our hearts, what it looks like. Hallelujah. Hear me when I say today that kingdom desire is simply the heart of God in the heart of man. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. It is the heart of the father in Ebony's heart. 
This is what he wants Ebony to do. This is, or this is what he wants for Ebony. Okay, kingdom desire is the desire of the father within you. This is what he wants for you, for your life. Or this is what he wants you to do. This is kingdom desire. So let us look at how kingdom desire is characterized. And if you will, I want you to write down a few notes today. <clears throat> because these are things that we have to continue to revisit. Because we forget sometimes, you know, and um, the Lord doesn't want us to forget uh, anything uh, concerning his desire for us. Okay, so first and foremost, number one, and write this down. Kingdom desire will place a mandate or pull where there is no ability. All right. Hear me when I say that kingdom desire or a kingdom seed can place or will place a mandate even where there is no ability. Okay. Now we're looking at Elkanah, Hannah, and Penina. Our focus is specifically on Hannah because Hannah had a kingdom seed. They all have purpose. Okay. But we want to look at the desire of the father within Hannah. Okay. If you go back to first Samuel and if we read verses four and five, the word of the Lord says at verse four, on the day Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to his wife Penina and to all her sons and daughters. All right. Because Penina could bear children unto Elkanah. Verse five says, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion because he loved Hannah, though Yahweh had closed her womb. Okay. Hannah wanted children desperately. Hannah had a very deep desire, but Hannah did not have the ability to bring forth children. Why? Because Yahweh, the Lord God Almighty had closed up her womb. All right. Hear me, people of God. Sometimes kingdom desire will place a mandate on you without the presence of ability. Hallelujah. It's not that it wasn't the father's will for Hannah to have a child. It was the desire didn't just come forth from the fact that she was uh, Elkanah's wife and she wanted to give him children. It wasn't just based on the fact that she was a woman and she wanted to have children. You know what I mean? Because having children was honorable. Okay. But the, the desire for a child, for a son specifically went deeper than her wifely duties. It went deeper than just motherhood. Okay. And hear me, people of God, she had a desire within her, but she didn't have the ability to bring it to pass. I say to you today, we must be able to recognize kingdom desire because when it is a kingdom desire, it is likely almost always going to be bigger than you. It is always going to be 
beyond your ability. Why? Because it is something that is brought forth from the kingdom of God. Okay. So don't look at your ability as a confirmation of whether or not this is something that God wants for you, because it can be completely outside of your wheelhouse, but still be totally in the will of God. Hallelujah. Let me say that one more time. Do not look at your ability as a confirmation of whether or not this thing is something that God wants you to do. Okay. Hear me when I say this, it can be completely outside of your ability and be 100% within the will of God. It was 100% God's will for Hannah to have children, for Hannah to have a son, right? It was totally the Lord's will for that. However, however, her womb was closed. So ability was not present. And so then we see that sometimes desire and ability do not line up as it relates to God's desire for you. That doesn't mean that it's not for you. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want for you. Hallelujah. Let us not reason by the ways of the world. Let us not reason by the ways of man, but let us begin to see our lives. Hallelujah. See our purposes and see the intent of the father through spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So that's point number one. Kingdom desire will place a mandate or pull where there is no ability. All right. Point number two, write this down. When you carry kingdom desire, people will ridicule you because of your dilemma. All right. (laughs) Because listen to me, the moment you start talking about what you want and people who know you, they're looking at you like, "Mm, I don't think you had the skills for that. You know, they will disqualify you on basis on the basis of what they know about you, on the basis of how you were brought up, on the basis of who your parents were, on the basis of what school you graduated from. But hear me, people of God, hallelujah, let them ridicule you. Let them say what they're going to say, but know this, that the will of God for your life, hallelujah, is the will of God for your life. Whether people agree, whether they get behind you, whether they support you, done not matter. Look, go back. Let us look at first Samuel and read at verse six and seven. It was completely the will of the father for Hannah to have children. Hallelujah. But because it was, uh, the mission of the seed, um, was critical and it was set to a divine time. Hallelujah. The Lord closed her womb for purpose. All right. And so because ability is not present now, it does not mean that there will always be an absence of the ability. Hallelujah. To bring it to pass because the ability to bring it to pass is in God's hands. It's in his timing when it is a kingdom desire. Hallelujah. Listen to First Samuel uh, chapter one and verse six and seven says, now her rival wife would provoke her severely in order to upset her because Yahweh had closed her womb. Listen, Penina was something. She was somebody to know. Okay. She would provoke Hannah because God had closed her womb. 
All right. <laughs> That's I mean, it's not cool. But listen, this will happen. The enemy will use whomever he can to get you to take your eyes off of your kingdom purpose and your kingdom assignment. But I promise you today, hallelujah, it is the will of God for you to keep marching forward in exactly what it is that you have put your hands to do. It's bigger than you. Yes, it's beyond your scope of ability. Yes, hallelujah. But it is completely the will of God for your life. Let them laugh. Let them ridicule, but you, hallelujah, you stay on your kingdom assignment. This is the will of God for your life. I don't care if the resources aren't there. I don't care if you don't see the way, hallelujah, the Lord God almighty will make a way in his divinely appointed time. Be in tune with the father's heart for you. Discern what his will is, what his intent and what his purposes are for you and for your life. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Number two, when you carry kingdom desire, people will ridicule you because of your dilemma, because of the fact that sometimes kingdom desire is bigger than you. Most of the time, almost always is going to be bigger than you, but it's still your assignment. Hallelujah. Listen to me, people of God. What are the characteristics of kingdom desire? Number three, write this down. Hallelujah. They, the satanic kingdom of darkness will present you with alternatives to get you to abort your kingdom desire. <laughs> Let me say that again. The satanic kingdom of darkness will always try to get you to abort your kingdom desire. Listen, we're talking about suggestion, excuses, all the reasons why you can't do it, all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Have you questioning yourself and have you doubting yourself or wondering whether or not did God really tell me to do this? Hear me when I say this today. Yes, he did. That desire in you is is bigger than you for a reason because it's purposes. Hallelujah is doing something for generations of people beyond you. Listen to me when I say this, hallelujah, anything said or done that is contrary to the heart of God is prompted by the satanic kingdom of darkness. I said, anything that is said or done that is contrary to the desire of the heart of God for you and for your life is prompted by the satanic kingdom of darkness. Go back to first Samuel. Let us read verse eight. The word of the Lord says, so Elkanah, her husband would say to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Hallelujah. Why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why are you heart sick? He was acting like he didn't understand, okay? And maybe he didn't. Maybe a lot of years went, die, went by and he's like, listen, what's going on? I'm okay with you not having children. Listen, the word of the Lord says, he says to her, am I not better to you than 10 sons? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Hear me, people of God, the satanic kingdom of darkness will present you with alternatives to get you to abort your kingdom desire. Hannah wanted a son, but not only did Hannah want a son, but God wanted a son for her because 
God was bringing forth a king from her womb who had a divine assignment and a divine appointment. But here comes Elkanah. He's not a wicked man, but know this, the enemy will use anybody that he can to move you off of your kingdom purpose. And he says to her, am I not better to you than 10 sons? It's like, yeah, you are a good husband. You are good to me, but this desire in me is deeper than me. Hallelujah. It's bigger than me because it comes from the kingdom of God. Listen to me. Anything said or done contrary to the heart of God is prompted by the kingdom of darkness. We know this even from the book of Matthew chapter 16 verses 22 through 23 say Peter took him aside. He took Jesus aside and he said, never Lord. Hallelujah. He said, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And what did Jesus say to Peter? He, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He didn't say get behind me, Peter. He, Peter, he understood. He knew anybody speaking in opposition to the will and to the purpose of God is being prompted by the kingdom of darkness. And so he says, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concern of God, but merely human concerns. Hallelujah. Listen, Elkanah was offering her an alternative. Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Hallelujah. Listen, do not abort your kingdom desire, your kingdom seed within, that thing that keeps on pulling for you. Do not abort it for the alternatives that are being placed before you. You know why? Because you'll only be miserable. You still won't be satisfied and it won't let you go. A kingdom seed will not let you go until you bring it forward. A kingdom desire will not let you go until it is fully satisfied and discharged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Number four, anything said or done that is contrary to the heart of God is prompted by the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. And the kingdom of darkness will always offer you alternatives. Ah, you ain't got to, you, you, you don't have to do that. Here's something else. Don't you like this over here? Okay, let us not sell out to alternatives. Let us keep our ear to the heart of the Father. Hallelujah. May our lives be completely aligned to the will of God for us. Hallelujah. Number five, listen to me when I say this. Kingdom desire, hallelujah, will be delayed until our confession aligns with God's purpose. Hallelujah. Kingdom desire is delayed. Meaning the desire is there, but it can't come to pass until our confession aligns with God's purpose. We got to get on the same page as him. Yeah, the desire is there, but are you on the same page with him? Are you confessing what he is speaking? Hallelujah. Listen, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Let it be done in my life as it is in heaven, in my career, as it is in heaven, in my home, as it is in heaven, on my job, as it is in heaven, in my marriage, as it is in heaven. Listen to me. Hallelujah. Kingdom desire does not come into full fruition 
Hallelujah. Until our confession aligns with what is already been released and spoken and settled in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Because listen to me when I say this, it is a kingdom desire. It is a kingdom deceit. And so it, the desire and the, 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 the manifestation of the desire or the manifestation or birthing of the seed belongs to the kingdom. It belongs to the kingdom. It belongs to the father. And so then as it comes forth, hallelujah, as that business comes forth, as that, that baby comes forth, hallelujah, as that desire comes forth, it comes forth for a kingdom purpose, for the name of Christ and for his glory. Go back with me to first Samuel. Let us read verses nine and 11. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, now Eli, the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the temple of Yahweh. (sighs) She, meaning Hannah, was deeply troubled. So she prayed to Yahweh and she wept bitterly. She made a vow and said, oh, Yahweh of hosts, oh, Lord of hosts, if you will look with compassion on the misery of your female servant, and not forget your female servant and will give your female servant a male child. She didn't say, just give me a child. She said a male child. Hallelujah. Her desire, her heart was being aligned to the will of God. She was speaking everything that he was speaking. She said a male child. Hallelujah. Listen to me when I say this. She says, then, then I will give him to you. I will give him to Yahweh all the days of his life and a razor will never pass over over his head. At this moment, she was confessing what was already written in the kingdom of God over her son's life. Hallelujah. That a razor would never touch his head and that he would be a Nazarite unto the Lord most high all the days of his life. Hallelujah. Her confession began to align with the will the purposes and the plans of the Lord God Almighty. And so I submit to you today, hallelujah, that kingdom desire and that kingdom seed only fully comes forth when your confession is right. I dare you to keep your ear to the heart of God and begin to speak according to what he wants, began to speak according to his plan, began to speak according to his purpose. Sound like your father, hallelujah say what he's saying, do what he's doing. Hallelujah. And the kingdom desire, the kingdom seed will come forth. Hallelujah. Listen to me, people of God. Hannah began to confess who he was. What she was saying was completely in alignment with the will of God. And so we now know that there was a a, a breaking, hallelujah, in this whole case, in this whole thing, a son was about to come forth. The will of God was about, hallelujah, to be fulfilled because now her confession is in alignment with the father. Hallelujah. My prayer today is that your confession over your life, your confession, hallelujah, will be completely aligned with what the father is saying about you, with what the father is saying, hallelujah, about your life. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Number five, when people who represent God misinterpret your purpose, keep going. When people who represent the kingdom 
they represent God. When they misinterpret your purpose and your intent, keep going because you know why you're doing what you're doing. There will always be those. There will always be somebody who will misinterpret, hallelujah, what it is that we're doing, what it is that we're about. Do not let that hinder you. Do not let it hold you back. You go forward in the name of Jesus. Let us read 1 Samuel verses 12 through 14. Hallelujah, they say, while she continued to pray before Yahweh, Eli was observing her mouth. Now Hannah had been speaking in her heart. Hallelujah, she made an all-out confession to the Lord Most High in her heart. Her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So Eli considered her to be a drunk. (laughs) Eli considered her to be a drunk. And then Eli said to her, how long will you behave like someone who is drunk? Put away your wine. Hallelujah. Hear me, people of God. Hannah began to explain to him that I'm not drunk. Hallelujah. He says, I'm a woman as she said, I'm a woman as vexed in my spirit. Hallelujah. She was poor pouring out her soul before the Lord. And as she began to explain herself, hallelujah to the one who represented the kingdom, but had misinterpreted what was going on with her. Hallelujah. He began to hear in the spirit. Hallelujah. Listen to me. When the priest understood her posture, he came into agreement with her. Hallelujah. Write this down. Agreement releases the will of God on earth. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter one and verses 17 and 18. And I'm almost done. The word of the Lord says, then Eli answered and said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant your request that you have asked of him. And she said, may your female slave find favor in your sight. Then the woman went her way and ate something and her face no longer looked sad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hannah received agreement from the priest when he understood that she was giving birth to a kingdom seed when she understood that she was pouring out her soul before the Lord. Hallelujah. That she was in alignment. Hallelujah. That she was in union with the Lord God almighty. Hallelujah. He gave her his agreement and agreement unlocks and looses the divine will of God in the earth. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19 says, and again, I say unto you that of two of you shall agree on earth concerning anything that they shall ask. It shall be done by my father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Listen to me, people of God. I want you to know today that you can't shake your kingdom assignment. You can't shake your kingdom desire because it is in you. It is in you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Hallelujah. All that you would be and all that you would do for the kingdom of God was already appointed and assigned to you. And know this today that it will pull on you until you give birth to it, until you release it. But I want you to know today that you've got to recognize the difference between the desire of your heart and the desire of the father's heart. And know this, that just because it's bigger than you doesn't mean that it's not the will of God for your life. I encourage you today, hallelujah, to go forward 
in the big assignment. Go forward in the big thing. Don't draw back from it and don't fear it because the Lord God Almighty is with you. Hallelujah. I agree with you tonight concerning the will of God for your life. I agree with you tonight concerning the direction that the Lord God Almighty is moving you in. I agree with you tonight concerning the divine seed that is planted in your heart. Hallelujah. Go forth. Do and carry out the will of God, his plan and his purpose. No matter how big the assignment is, our God is bigger because every assignment comes down from his kingdom. Hallelujah. And that which he wants, he wants, he's more than able and capable of bringing it to pass. Recognize kingdom seed, kingdom desire. This is Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.